Welcome to the Wisdom Calls channel, helping you understand the Bible better so you can have a better relationship with God and what your pastor never told you.com, helping you navigate the end times so you can stand firm until the return of Christ. Get ready. This is not your average Bible study. This is not for the faint of heart. If it's controversial and in the Bible, we'll talk about it. We are unashamedly, unabashedly, and unpredictably bringing out the truth in God's Word. And now, introducing your dynamic hostess with the mostest. She's an international speaker, author, and self-admitted nerd for the Word, Dana Crosby. So we've been talking all about Mystery Babylon and who she represents, what city she represents, and we've been talking all about that. But now we're going to find out in Revelation 18 what is going to happen to this economic power that has deluded the nations of the earth. We're going to find that out coming up next. Make sure to visit whatyourpastorneverToldyou.com. Hey everyone, this is Dana with the Wisdom Calls channel and whatyourpastorneverToldyou.com. Com, helping you to understand the Bible better so that you can have a better relationship with God. Welcome to Bible Study Today. I sure hope that you've been enjoying our series on Mystery Babylon. If you are new here and you haven't had a chance to see those videos, make sure to smash the subscribe button down below. And don't forget to press the bell icon because that's when you'll be notified of all the new videos that we post. And we post new videos two to three times a week, helping you prepare and navigate the last days. So if you have missed any of those videos, I'm going to push a link up here for you guys up in the corner. And that way you guys will be able to see some of the Mystery Babylon um, videos that we've done so far so you can catch up. But with that being said, we're going to dive right into chapter 18 and find out what is one of the prophecies. And I believe there's Old Testament prophecies about Mystery Babylon as well. But today we're going to cover Revelation chapter 18. Read along with me. After these things, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was illumined with his glory. And just remember that the word angel in the Bible, it's literally messenger. So it may be a heavenly angel as we think of them, but it could just mean somebody that is a messenger. So we don't always know, is it talking about an angel or is it talking about Jesus until we read the describing characteristics around that messenger. It says, verse 2, And he cried out with a mighty voice, saying, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She has become a dwelling place for demons and a prison for every unclean spirit and a prison for every unclean and hateful bird. For all the nations have drunk the wine of the passion of her immorality. And we talked in a previous lesson about immorality, meaning um, false religion. Sexual immorality in, in the spiritual sense is worshiping a false god. And the kings of the earth have committed acts of immorality with her, and the merchants of the earth have become rich by the wealth of her sensuality. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, so that you will not participate in her sins and receive of her plagues. For her sins have piled up as high as heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. And this is actually reminding me of when the Lord rescued Lot out of Sodom and Gomorrah, and he, he snatched Lot out of there before he poured his destruction out. And so we have seen over and over again that God has a way of either protecting or delivering his people when his wrath is poured out. Same thing as when the Israelites were 
in Egypt and they were slaves there. And even though they had to endure the persecution of Pharaoh when he was doubling their workload, they weren't relieved from that. But when God was pouring out his wrath on Egypt and on Egypt's kingdom, it did not affect the Israelites or the Israelites' um, livestock. And yet the Egyptians and the Egyptian livestock were affected. So God has a way of protecting his people, whether by physical removal or by other means of protection. So in this case, God's selling his people to get out of her and her being a city, as we talked about earlier. Pay her back even as she has paid and give her back double according to her deeds. In the cup which she has mixed, mix twice as much for her. So in other words, the wickedness that she has done to other people, and we read in the previous chapter that she was in this cup drinking the blood of the saints. And so she had persecuted and killed believers, and God's saying, pour a double portion upon her. To the degree that she glorified herself and lived sensuously, to the same degree, give her torment and mourning. For she says in her heart, I sit as a queen and am not a widow and will never see mourning. For this reason, her plagues will come, pestilence and mourning and famine, and she will be burned up with fire for the Lord God who judges her is strong. And this is at least the second, if not third, reference to Babylon being burned with fire. And we learned in the earlier chapters that the Lord is actually going to use the Antichrist beast empire to turn on her and to destroy her and to fulfill his will against Babylon. And this is symbolic Babylon. And the kings of the earth who committed acts of immorality and live sensuously with her will weep and lament over her when they see the smoke of her burning. And so her fire is going to create such a vast smoke that people all around will be able to see this smoke going up. Standing at a distance because of the fear of her torment, saying, Woe, woe, the great city Babylon, the strong city for in one hour, your judgment has come. Now, when we saw actual Babylon becoming punished for the deeds that it had done, it didn't happen quickly like this. And there are several passages in the Old Testament that mention Babylon, and it talks about this fast type of overthrow. And that's why it makes me think, and the context that those scriptures are in, make me think that they're actually referring to this latter-day New Babylon, as it were, mystery symbolic Babylon, not actual Babylon, but symbolic Babylon. It says, And the merchants of the earth weep and mourn over her because no one buys their cargoes anymore. So, Mystery Babylon, this city, this great port city, had such wealth that it was purchasing exports from all over the world. And it says here there were cargoes of gold and silver, precious stones and pearls, fine linen and pearl and purple and silk and scarlet and every kind of citron wood and every article of ivory and every article made from very costly wood and bronze and iron and marble and cinnamon and spice and incense and perfume and frankincense, and wine, and olive oil, and fine flour, and wheat, and cattle, and sheep, and cargoes of horses, and chariots, and slaves, and human lives. And this is so sobering, and it's an amazing list, very detailed list of all of the, the imports that this city is bringing in. And one of the biggest imports here we notice that's just really eye-catching is the fact that it will be a modern-day human slave 
trading country. And this right off the bat will eliminate from conversation the idea that it's America or Rome or Jerusalem because they are not participants in modern day slave trade as this modern city will be. Verse 14. The fruit you long for has gone from you, and all the things that were luxurious and splendid have passed away from you, and men will no longer find them. The merchants of these things, who became rich from her, will stand at a distance because of the fear of her torment. This is the second time they're saying this. Weeping and mourning, saying, Woe, woe, the great city, she who was clothed in fine linen and purple and scarlet, and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls. For in one hour such great wealth has been laid waste. And every shipmaster and every passenger and sailor, and as many as make their living by the sea, this is what lets us know. Part of There's another verse too, but this is another verse that lets us know that this is a port city. So as many as make their living by the sea stood at a distance and were, cry, were crying out as they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, What city is like the great city? And they threw dust on their heads and were crying out, weeping and mourning, saying, Woe, woe, the great city in which... All who had ships on the sea became rich by her wealth, for in one hour she has been laid waste. Rejoice over her, O heaven, and you saints and apostles and prophets, because God has pronounced judgment for you against her. Now, why is he pronouncing judgment for you, the saints, against her? Because she was a major persecutor of Christians. Many Christians will be martyred in the city. And so the Lord is paying her back for what he has done, what she has done, what the city has done to the saints. And it says, then a strong angel took up a stone like a millstone and threw it into the sea. Now, for those of you that are not familiar, when they would take um, wheat to turn it into flour, they would take these giant grinding, very heavy grinding stones, and the one would press down upon the other and it would grind it down into making the flour. And so they're saying it's going to be like this heavy millstone that is thrown into the sea. That's how quickly and how great will the upheaval and the turning over of the city be, will be. The strong angel took a stone, like, took up a stone like a great millstone and threw it into the sea, saying, so will Babylon, the great city, be thrown down with violence and will not be found any longer. And the sound of harpists and musicians and flute players and trumpeters will not be heard in you any longer, and no craftsman of any craft will be found in you any longer. And the sound of the mill will not be heard in you any longer, and the light of a lamp will not shine in you any longer, and the voice of the bride and the bridegroom or the bridegroom and the bride will not be heard in you any longer. For your merchants were the great men of the earth, because all the nations were deceived by your sorcery. And in her was found the blood of the prophets and the saints and of all who have been slain on the earth. Some people use that verse to say that that means it must be Jerusalem. But of course, not all of the Christians in the world have been slain in Jerusalem. That's just not a fact. But but what the Bible does show that there are certain times where certain people, they are going to be treated as though they are guilty for the blood of all. Because of their spirit, what they have done, they are going to be given the outpouring of the wrath as though all of the blood of the world had happened in this city. So that verse does not necessarily bring it to a conclusion that that's Jerusalem. And here's 
one of the main reasons why, and I mentioned this in one of the other videos, but it's important to remember because people forget it all the time, the fact that the end result for Babylon is going to be that no one is going to inhabit it any longer. The end result for Jerusalem is going to be that Jesus is going to come himself and reign from Jerusalem for a thousand years before the arrival of the new heaven and the new earth. So he is going to be there and all of the people from all over the world will travel to Jerusalem to celebrate some of these feasts that we have been talked about, that we've talked about in the Bible. And so the outcomes, the futures of Jerusalem and Mystery Babylon could not be more different. They are 180 degrees different. Jerusalem will be the capital of the world and Jesus will be reigning from there and Babylon will no longer have anyone inhabit it. And so we see that Babylon cannot be, this new Babylon, this new city cannot be Jerusalem. So thank you so much for joining us for Bible study today. If you haven't yet, make sure to smash the subscribe button down below and ring the notification icon because we post new videos two to three times a week and you won't want to miss out on those. Also, we're going to be doing some Facebook live videos, Bible studies, where you can actually participate with us and, and comment back and forth as we're going through the Bible study together. So just so you don't miss out on those, when those end up happening, make sure you go over to Facebook and like our Facebook page, Wisdom Calls. And you can also find me at Mrs. Dana Crosby on Facebook. So thank you so much for joining us for Bible study today. And I look forward to seeing you guys in the next video. Have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to the Wisdom Calls podcast. For more exclusive content, visit whatyourpastornevertoldyou.com. Sign up for emails and get updates. Also, there you'll find our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube channels. Thanks for listening and join us next time.